this is Ash, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Average Netizens. It is 2021, Woo! and I mean, yes, no. we are all hoping for good things this year, um, despite current situations. <laughs> so we're going to keep that attitude throughout uh, today's podcast. Um, I would like to introduce to you my three lovely podcasters, Nat. Hello. Jimin. Hi, everyone. And Jay. Hello. Happy New Year. <laughs> and I guess uh, I'll start out with asking everyone um, how they're doing, how is your holidays, do you have any expectations for 2021? I expect GOT7 will bring the drama for 2021. I expect everybody's going to be the drama, and I'm just so <laughs> ready. I'm always ready. See, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Be like True. me. Stay ready. <laughs> Didn't Kelly Ripa say that? <laughs> what no? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I I I don't know. I took that from a. It's an old black proverb, and yeah. uh, LeBron said it recently. Oh, okay. So that's what made me think of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyone else? Okay. Well, we can move on. Uh, let's kind of. Uh, for any new listeners or anyone that's kind of coming in, and this is your first uh, episode of Not Your Average Netizens, um, kind of reintroduce mm -hmm. ourselves. If you guys want to talk about like your K-pop, favorite K-pop groups, or when you started listening to K-pop, or just anything else that you feel like is relevant for the listeners to know. Okay. Uh, Ash, I thought it would have been cute if Ash went first. Yeah, Ash. That would have been cute. Because you're, okay. you know, you're the founder. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did uh, start the podcast in 2014. So we've been going on for a while. And I started because I wanted um, just a place where people could have an open discourse about K-pop and be from different backgrounds and different interests and be able to have... Uh, you know, mature conversations about K-pop and that don't devolve into fighting and doxing and foolishness. So that's kind of been our goal is to just kind of offer that, offer, you know, humor and, and you know, entertain. And hopefully, you know, that we've done that for, for those of you who are listening. Um, I would say that I'm, I started listening to K-pop in about second gen, and I would say that I'm still kind of a second gen head. Um, I, I haven't really been able to get into many of the newer groups, to be honest, um, so I still listen to a lot of old stuff. So I listen to Wonder Girls, Tiara, um, the... Uh, well, Sonoshi Day sometimes, uh, Big Bang, um, 
TPM, uh, most of those older groups that don't really get recognized as much anymore. But yeah, I I'm pretty much I still listen to K-pop, but like I said, I listen to a lot of older stuff and yeah, that's it. I don't know if there's anything else for me to say. Dope, dope, dope. Who wants to go next? Why don't you go next, Jimin? Uh, okay. All right, well, hi, everyone. I'm Jimin. Um, if you are new here, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. Um, I joined Natural Average Citizens in 2018. And back then, I was a baby K-pop fan, a K-pop listener, I should say. I initially found out about, found out about K-pop with Big Bang. Um, during their maid era, I think it's the I think it's the album with Loser on it. Um, but I didn't get in into it at that moment. I mean, I found out about them, and then like I had a friend who was obsessed with like EXO, and I found out about them. But I still did hadn't gotten in. And then a couple years later, um, I saw BTS dancing on television, American television, and I thought it was interesting. And then I got into a little bit of into BTS, but more so immediately I got into uh, Shiny. <laughs> shiny and a little bit of got seven and i just kind of fell in love with jonghyun um he is my ultimate bias he's been my bias since day one um and then i really got into temin's music and all their solo work and i was so impressed um and eventually it kind of just led to this uh, me growing into it and getting into other groups like 17 got seven um a little bit of twice, a little bit of red velvet. Um, Luna, I got really into Luna, um, and yeah, it's just been growing since then, mostly with the same groups, I should say. And then I discovered NCT, I got really, really deeply into NCT. Um, but in terms of where I'm at now in 2021, groups that I really enjoy and I really look forward to, and, and artists in general, and idols, um. I'm more of an artist person myself. I don't mind idols, but I, I'm more into like me, the music versus like acting and all the other things and modeling that comes with being an idol. Um, but I guess for me, it's still like a lot of Temin. I like some Lee High, um, Jonghyun, Ben. Um, but probably my ultimate like top k-pop group right now is tomorrow by together nat knows <laughs> nat roasted me a couple weeks ago right before christmas <laughs> um about this but you know what it's whatever tomorrow by together has incredible dis discography no matter how young they are how young their discography is I, I i mean um and yeah i don't know i'm just excited to see what they have to offer and i'm really interested in what 2021 has to offer with all of these comebacks we're going to talk about later and some groups that we originally started off with, like Golden Child and everything. I'm interested to see what everybody has to offer this year. So, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. It was all over the place and it doesn't make any sense. But that's kind of how how my tastes are right now. Who wants to go next? I will go, I guess. Uh, so I got into K-pop in 2010 because of Big Bang. 
and I basically just remained a Big Bang slash 21 fan slash then for a while and then I branched out into other groups and I got into Shiny, I got into FX, I got into Tiara and Kara and Wonder Girls into PM and I think when I joined this podcast, I was still really stuck on the second gen. I hadn't really given <laughs> the third and fourth gen a chance, I think. So this is probably going to be like very different for me now because I do listen to quite a bit of like third and fourth gen now on top of obviously like the second and even the first gen. Like I'm really, I think I'm much more into Shinwa now than I was before too and their first gen. Uh, but in terms of like third and fourth gen, I do like EXO. I do listen to um, GOT7. Obviously, like that's my latest spiral. And <laughs> I like uh, Oh My Girl. I like When Us. I like, I do like some of T's songs. Uh, I like some Astro songs. Uh, and I like some NCT songs. I like, I love Super M. So yeah, I'm definitely... I've been listening actually to some Itzy lately too, so I might be getting into them too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm kind of into pop music for the most part, like when it comes to like Korean culture and what they export. But I do still watch dramas, obviously, and uh, I do. I really like ballad singers, so I'm really into OSTs, and I'm I like Trot, so I do listen to Trot from time to time, and yeah, I don't think that there is anything else really to add, but those are the the things that I'm into. And the reason that I still go back to K-pop after all this time, you know, is that even with the, uh, the aesthetics being the most important thing in K-pop, I think that the music itself still, still slaps. So, you know, it's <laughs> still good. God, yeah. I forgot about Super M. I love me some Super M. Yes. Okay, that was super cool, Jay. Hi, I'm Jay. I knew about K-pop in like 2005 or six, and really didn't get start getting into it until 2009 uh, with Brown Eyed Girls and Abracadabra. Cool. It's really interesting hearing how we all had kind of separate journeys. I mean, I of course came in right smack dab with like the third and fourth gen and. Um, just kind of seeing how our tastes differ, but also how the things we have in common, you know, with Luna and NCT and I, there's a lot of Big Bang, a lot of YG fans in, in here. So very, very cool. Um, I, I'm i happy we're all back. Like it's 2021. It's already a crazy year, but <laughs> um, already a year up in flames, so to speak. But um we are here to make it pour some water on those flames, I guess, make it cooler, make it more tolerable. With that being said, I know we talked a lot about, you know, in our stories, we talked about the different groups we had gotten into. Uh, looks like none of those groups are actually going to be coming back, though, <laughs> in January. Don't stop. No. Yeah. <laughs> Literally every group we mentioned. We'll, we'll get into disbandments later. Shortly, but yes, it's. it's, no. it's <laughs> I mean, none of my groups are coming back, so I'm fine I with have, that. I was like, I as mean, we were going yeah, through our list, yeah, no. I was like, as we were going through our list, I was like, 
half of these groups are either disbanded or like they don't even they release music every five years like it's, i mean but you know what we, we we get the crumbs right so but yeah what's next on the on the agenda for today miss ash all right so first of all we have comebacks and debuts for this month um these are all the people that are coming back um that would be now i'm i'm assuming that i'm saying this right but since it's a k-pop group that may not be the case so i'm just gonna say mcnd is that that is, is what it? i believe okay who we'll just <laughs> Y'all, do you remember that this is the group I, I you know what, I don't want to misspeak, but I am 90% sure that this is the group. Let me just Google it before I say it because we, I don't, you know, want to get uh, well, MCND. That's the George Floyd group, right? Yeah, and they're the ones who oh, the, oh okay, okay, okay. Stands for Music them. Creates New Dream. Music what? <laughs> say that again. Music Creates New Dream. Oh, okay. I remember them. They had that fire debut, and then they just they their whole lives. In a matter of like, it was like less than a day. Like they just ruined their whole career trajectory. People were really standing them too. Yes. Oh my gosh, you're not lying. (laughs) 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 We might need an episode about that. Yeah. No. That you come in hot out the gate, and then you just fumble the bag. I mean, hard. Mm. Hustle, talk about hustling backwards. That's what they do. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, they are coming back, uh, McDonald's. So <laughs> I wanted to call them back, but I was kind of like, mm. <laughs> no, I always, always read it backwards. You know, that's what it is. But you know, maybe not make your name so close to McDonald's. But who who else is coming back, Ash? So we also have. Treasure, Silent G Idol, you know, AB6. Oh, they did a song with, um, yeah, AB6. They did a song with Lizzo in 2019, which was super random. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Um, Gravity. Gravity for the (laughs) Sea. We like One Us. Me and Nat, we actually did... uh, if you guys want to check it out, we did do an album review for their The Nocturne. No, that was newest. What was the One Us album that we did? The One Us album, Nat? Uh, I'm going to look it up. I think it's Come Back Home, though, that we did it for. But it's the one, yeah, it's because it's, yeah, it's the one that has Come Back Home. And yeah, we really enjoyed that music video. They have some really awesome choreography. Not nearly as like out of this world as The Boys, who I've been getting into lately. Um, but they do have some awesome choreography. Yeah, I think we did. Oh, we did Lived. Their EP Lived. So, okay. yeah, that's about this year. But yeah, they're actually one of my favorite, actually, like, fourth, 4.5 gen. I don't know what we're calling them now, but yeah. <laughs> they're one of my favorite new groups. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so one us. Who else? Cherry Bullet. Nice. It's C. With an English track. Now that I do know that um, Itzy's English debut caused a lot of, 
Okay, I shouldn't say a lot. They aren't they aren't that big, but they did cause some controversy with like K Nets about like why are they having an English comeback and they're so new. Well, it's gonna be actually an English album, and it's gonna be, I believe, the English versions of the songs that they've already dropped. Right. So and I'm like, that's new. That's why I was like, I don't get why this is a like a problem for people because it's not like it's a whole new, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. when they do Japanese releases, it's the same principle. Yeah, I feel like JYP really wants to have his own crossover international, you know, oh, even though Got sure. Seven had his time. Uh, I mean, <laughs> never. This man has a way of like failing every time he wants to do something with. English and I mean we'll get into God 7 later but I think that's one of the biggest ways he failed but <laughs> but yeah I just don't understand people were saying that Itzy should expand in Asia first which okay but like they can also do two things at once so I also don't think that there's room for Itzy twice and that Japanese group that JYP has going to like Niziu or whatever they're called um, I'm gonna look them up so they get their name right. But they're actually really cute. <laughs> I like I like actually like the music from it's Niziu, I think is how it's pronounced. And it's like a so it's a JYP group basically just in Japan and they're all Japanese, I think. Um and so I don't think that there's room for them and then it's the and then twice. I think that JYP um, with the strategies and the or lack of strategies that they seem to follow, uh, that they probably don't feel like they should have all three in the same market. And also because right. I think JYP is jealous of Big Hit's success in America. Oh, I think he's also Big jealous. Doesn't even have a girl group that is big in America. No, but just just, just in general, I think because okay. he's always had this fascination with American culture, and I feel like he always felt like maybe he he was the right. Com- company head, I think, to push a group into the states, especially since Wonder Girls started it all. Uh, so I don't know. I just feel like this is his because it's interesting that they didn't use twice really. They just had like the English version of "Can't Stop Me" or "I Can't Stop Me," and but they're not actually trying to push twice into English into the English market. It's through Itzy. Uh, so yeah, I think that maybe they just don't know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't think I don't know why they would drop personally I just don't know why they would drop English versions of these songs and not drop a new English song you know like that's kind of where they lost me in this okay. plan like if you're going to just drop sort of like a compilation album in a different language uh, that's not really introducing yourself to that market you know because hmm. the people who already know you know these songs they just now know it in English but isn't that what they? Sorry. But isn't that what they do with the Japanese releases? Okay, yeah, they might have like one or two original Japanese songs, but then the other eight tracks are like their previous Korean ones. Yeah, absolutely. But they have new songs. I don't think this has any new songs. Hmm. Yeah, this is literally just. This is what Blackpink did, actually. I think when they went to Japan. <laughs> They just had Japanese versions of their their singles, 
And then did they the, even sing in Japanese? They did, and then I think all the raps were done by Lisa in English. Uh, so I think that is kind of like how they changed it or tweaked it a bit, but it's literally just the same songs. They've done, I don't think they have any original Japanese music. And I think even, you know, they are known in Japan, but I don't think that they're that popular in comparison to like their counterparts for that reason. Cause they, I think in, to be in like in Japan and to be in any new market, you need to have something new and fresh. And I think we talked about that a lot, I think at the, in our Nyan um, end of year show, the Nyan award, uh, like I think the award show, uh, where we talked about how going to new markets opens you up because you can be, you can have a different flavor, you can have a different color, you can express yourself differently, you can you can change what you're doing because you're not just giving it to Korea, which is kind of stagnant in some ways. Uh, I can tell Jay itching oh. face Whatever Jay is itching to say, I agree. Um... Okay, well, I mean, since I've been seeing K-pop for a long time, I mean, this is something that I noticed more so in the past as opposed to recently, but, um, like, the second-gen groups, when they would go to Japan, they would take, like, their most recent Korean single, just translate it in Japanese, and that would be it. But the thing, but the difference is, is that they're, like, envy and aesthetic was like to me it was like more mature it was hmm. kind of like more grown up looking there was like not as bright colors it was mostly like black and then like a few pops of colors one group that comes to mind is ajax and what was the song um hot game i think it was so like the korean version of it they have like these mismatched neon colors, this American flag inspired outfit. <laughs> um, mm. But in their Korean, I mean, not the Korean, but in their Japanese version of the song, they're like in red suits, all the sets are black. To me, to that, that looked better to me because that was like, okay, these are young, like, it was like age appropriate for their dress because they were like in their early 20s as opposed to the Korean one where at some points it was kind of childish to how, like how they were dressing. I mean, that's something that I noticed like with those groups at the time. And uh, even like now, like some of the groups, I still think that they just start out with their Korean releases. And then after a while, then they make original Japanese songs. Um, Japan's kind of different. They will support you. <laughs> no matter what in some ways um i mean the progress is slow when any group first starts out in japan that their sales aren't that high but if they're consistent like with their releases in japan then eventually they will most likely get into the top five but i think at that point they have like their first album out at least half of the songs are original (laughs) so to me, I don't think that they always have to go to a new market and come up with something that's completely original, um, that it's okay, or that they were using that model of like, okay, this is what our last release was, and so we'll just take it over to Japan and get our foot in the 
door, and then we'll like make our own kind of sound for the Japanese market. No, I totally get that. Um, I, I I personally do have other thoughts on what Nat said, but in the interest of the fact that our favorite all-time group is having a comeback, I will save those comments to discuss our favorite all-time group. Y'all, Golden Child is coming back. Are we excited? Mm, it better not be like the last comeback. <laughs> I am bad. <laughs> the last comeback, comeback was trash. They, by the way, if anybody is new here, um, they are not our favorite group. I mean, we don't have anything personal against them. We just have a history with them. <laughs> <laughs> but, I feel like, but I know have... I'm better. Sorry, no. I was just gonna say I think that we have a history where people in certain fandoms feel a certain way if you don't like the music or if you just don't like the song. No one said Golden Child was a bad group or the particular concept. Yeah, no, we we definitely are not anti-Golden Child, but Allegedly. people may take things that way when you don't love every single thing that they do. Um, now we are a group that stands Golden Child. Just to prove yourself. Um... <laughs> I will say that their first album, their their first album, the reboot. Now that is good. Like, I saw like a piece of like their live concert, and so uh, what were the songs? Um, Wannabe, Lucid Dream, and Without You. That's like their trifecta to me. That's like their like their best their best songs. Like they hit the mark with that, and then with their next comeback, they did the total. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay. So, um, yeah. So I think they have the potential. And it, they're signed to the same uh, company as Infinite. And, you know, they were moving and shaking. Um, so, Wait, Woolen? Yes. So they're under SM? In a way, yes. <laughs> oh, my. I literally did not know that. Wow. That is like huge news to me. That is so strange then their marketing. Okay, never mind. Continue. No, it's not. Their marketing is what the agenda is by the powers that be. So it's actually not when you think about the bad news. <laughs> but also, wow. Yeah. That, yeah. that puts so much stuff into perspective. Like, I get it now. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, Ash, who else is coming back? Yubin! Yeah. I'm so excited. Her teasers, sorry, have been really, really pretty. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're gorgeous, and I'm ready for her next concept. So, love Yubin. Um, and then next, we have Epic High featuring Zico and CL. Yeah, so um, I think this is going to be CL's, like, first maybe push back into the Korean market because the stuff that she's dropped on her YouTube doesn't seem like official singles I don't think wait the one that she did with um Christian Yu wasn't that was official was it I thought it was okay I just I honestly thought it was like a mixtape thing that she was doing on there oh you know what? I'm probably <laughs> yeah. wrong I don't be paying attention to I I don't I honestly don't know um 
but I just assumed like this is her first sort of maybe official push because Epic High is still really quite popular in Korea-ish. And so I think that this will help her name get out a little bit more uh, on that Korean market. And Zico's in the army. So I wonder when he recorded this, but yeah. <laughs> on his off day. <laughs> like, but yeah, that I think any other comebacks, debuts, anything like that that we are forgetting or not have not mentioned. I think Huna's coming things- back. Who? What? Huna, she's coming back on the twenty eighth. Yeah, that just came but out. No, so did that just come out today? Yeah, it literally came so. out like an hour ago. Oh, okay. Because uh, I was gonna say I didn't see anything about that. So no, I called sure. it my top thing friends. And, no, I'm kidding. Cut that out. Cut that out. We got in contact with friend of the podcast, Jay Park, who got in contact with friend Jesse, who then got in contact with Hyuna. Yes. So hopefully, uh, Hyuna is coming back in January after her hiatus. And who else? Cherry Bullet, you mentioned. I'm just going through like Twitter just to see if anything new new has come out. Super Junior will release their 10th album, The Renaissance, on February 16th. So I guess they're not going for No, we're talking about January comebacks. They can wait. That's true. And uh, I think that might be... I just realized how mean I sound. I'm so sorry. Nah. (laughs) I was trying to come off matter of fact and I came off evil. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that was quite a list uh, of people who definitely you ever notice that certain people only come back at certain times a year and that's how you can tell how popular they are of course they're trying to get their their nominations let's uh start with the topics uh, first and most interesting, at least to me, Got Seven's Yugyum. Am I saying that right? Yugyum. Yugyum. Okay, cool. Um, he was reported to have left JYP Entertainment and signed with AOMG, the hip hop label. Can I stop you right um, there? Yeah. Am I the only person that when I read that I pronounce it in my head as Ayong? Ayong? Maybe. <laughs> Just all together? Ayong? You no? might. Because I only <laughs> Like my brain reads it. It doesn't like read the acronym. Yeah. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that no was cute. It was very cute. It's my tangent. And I'm sure that there, you know what? I'm sure people will be like, Jim and I do it too. Don't worry. So I definitely don't think that you're alone. Yeah. Remember, you're the manky. You can be cute. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Nick <Yeah>. writes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but. Um, JYP released a statement to Newsin where they said they are still discussing various possibilities regarding GOT7's contracts and will inform you when we are ready. Um, in December, it was reported that GOT7's Jin Young had held meetings with BH Entertainment for a potential exclusive contract. 
And JYP Entertainment has confirmed that GOT7's contract expires in January and stated that they are discussing diverse possibilities with the members. Kind of wondering, I think like a lot of people, how likely it is that the whole group, like if there's a possibility that they might split up. You know, I really have to say, this is the best thing that's happened since the last best thing that happened. I am overjoyed. I'm over the moon. Not because of the prospect of GOT7 completely disbanding, because number one, I don't think that's going to happen. In fact, my sources at the White House tell me that that's not going to happen. No, I'm kidding, y'all. I don't know nothing. But I I will (laughs) say that for some reason, I just don't think they will split. It's just kind of the way the members are acting on social media that encourages my belief in that, particularly Mark Twan. Um, I maybe Nat can add some more insight in this. The resident got seven stand, but didn't Mark change his bio to where like it basically said like still seven? No, like he changed his bio to take out of JYP or something like that, but it still said like they're seven. Yeah. So basically, Mark came on Twitter, uh, sorry, on Instagram, and he changed, he added one of seven to his yeah. bio. And then in the season's greetings for their fan meet uh, online last month, I think, or this month, I can't remember, Bam Bam specifically stated seven or never, like, twice. Obviously, at that time, the Jin Young uh, sort of rumors had come out. And so people were, I guess people were worried and and maybe saying things to them on social media. So he wanted to reassure people that it's like seven or never, which also could also mean that if they're not seven, if God seven does this band, like that's the never aspect. So that is also a possibility. I, the thing is, I have to say, I don't think that we're never going to see them again. So I'll say that. And then I also say, I also don't think that they're all going to go to AOMG. Like I would be very shocked if that happened. Um, mostly just because, like, you're talking about, I don't know what Gossevens, you know, were were being paid. I don't know the details of their contracts. But you you are talking about seven high-value individuals relatively. I mean, the amount of money they were bringing in um, to JYP from touring, uh, obviously that's, you know, down with the COVID. But um, the amount of money they were bringing in was still a significant amount. And they were still worth quite a bit. I mean, it, it, I would say... I mean, you're talking about millions of dollars here. And I just don't know that AOMG, which is, I mean, they're a, a decent label. I don't, they're not as successful as bigger labels. And and I don't know if they can afford such large contracts. Um, and I also feel that my ultimate feeling is that all of the, you know, funny stuff that's happened aside, uh, which we'll get into with Bam Bam, his tweets and everything. I think what's going to happen is we're going to see all of them, maybe two of them will be at AOMG, two of them will be here, two of them will be there. Maybe JB will start his own label, who knows. Uh, but I do ultimately think that they're all, they are all are going to go in different directions label-wise, but I think they are going to still be GOT7. And that would be really unprecedented in K-pop. Uh, we've seen it happen in the West before. Um, where you know, not you've had members of groups a part of different labels, or not really a part of different labels, but more so. See, I think the weird thing about K-pop, which is something that we don't do here, is your label is also your agency, is also like your manager, like all of that is the same thing, it's the same entity. Whereas, you know, in other industries, 
there's separation of powers. You're the the people who sign negotiate your contracts are not the same people who re- distribute your albums, you know? And so I think that what we could be seeing here is something that we haven't seen really in K-pop before, not at least not to my knowledge. And it would be really interesting because it's kind of like a Western model of having people assigned, like signed to different agencies, but coming together under one goal of creating music and then distributing that music under one specific label. So I could see it being a situation where one of them is signed to, I don't know, Big Hit and one of them is signed to, for some reason, just because Big Hit and JYP are so similar, I can see that being one of the agencies they go to. And then, you know, some of them with AOMG and then smaller labels or smaller agencies. And then they release music under like a totally separate label. I don't know if that's happened before in K-pop and you guys can correct me if it has. Um, but I would be really interested in that. And that would be very different from what we're used to. It would allow so much more freedom from the artists. And it, it would also just, like, your agency doesn't really have a stake. I mean, they have a stake in your music. But I think the way that the agency system is in K-pop now, where they basically get you when you're a trainee, you everything you have is because of your agency. I think that the way I see GOT7 going that's going to break that kind of mold of like everything about you is because of this one company. Like every, they control every aspect, right? I think that if God 7 goes the direction I think they're going to go, I think that's going to break that. And we're going to see kind of a new era of K-pop. And I also see that if, if this is successful for God 7 they successfully break away from JYP and can continue to be God 7 I think we're going to see that with EXO. I think we're going to see that. I think we're going to see that with a lot of third gen specifically groups that are, their contracts are, you know, ending soon. So I don't know what you guys think. Um, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, I don't have a whole lot of hope for this just on like what I've seen from like the history Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Whenever somebody leaves and comes back, I'm like, oop. Uh, But anyways, um, I would say that Shinwa has been the exception, the outlier. Can I just jump in real quick and and ask you guys this? Because you guys mentioned Highlight and you mentioned Shinwa, but from to my knowledge, Highlight and Shinwa, they went on to create their own agencies and then they they were in those agencies together. It wasn't a situation where they were all individually at under different management but coming together mm-hmm. under like the same label. Like I'm making like I- I'm trying to find out if there are any groups that have had that distinction, right? Between uh different management <laughs> different management. SS5 as one and the brown eyed girls. Okay. Oh, I don't know. So they all had different management companies, but they still made music as groups. Yeah. Okay. So basically with Shinwa, what happened is that um, when they were going to renegotiate their contract with SME, SME gave everybody a contract except for Dong Wan. And so Eric, the leader was like, okay, well, if they don't want one of us, they can't have all of us. So they all joined a different agency. And then um, it kind of worked, but it kind of didn't. And so they decided then to have their, now they are managed under different agencies, but the group activities, the group name, everything like that is all done through a company they founded, which is the Shinwa company. And I mean, they literally just 
won the rights for the, the actual name <laughs> like mm -hmm. a couple years ago. So it's been a long okay. time of them fighting to get that. In terms of something similar to this situation, that would be 2 p.m. and that would be okay. Brown Eyed Girls. Cause Brown Eyed Girls, they are signed to different agencies and they still released a, an album, I think last year or maybe end of 2019. And oh. so they were able to negotiate like the, the Brown Eyed Girls itself as an entity is is one thing under one company and then they're sort of doing their own thing and 2 p.m when they decided to resign their contract before enlistment taekyun did not resign with with um jyp e he signed with i think 51k which is an acting agency which is probably what jin young's gonna do and so he then went to the army and they've slowly you know done the army thing so the thing is like i don't know if that's a success because we haven't actually had a full comeback from them yet because they are like i think chan sung is still is coming back soon so we'll see i guess maybe but surely that's gonna work i do get what you're saying and i do think that if anybody could do it it probably would be got seven and i think for, for sure. me sorry nothing <laughs> i was being sorry, like being petty oh sorry sorry no i thought you said i was breaking up that's why i was like oh no not again oh but anyways, no, no 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 okay but i think that is what sort of ties into the other topic that we were going to talk about today which is you know knet's claiming that into having an international fan base is more beneficial than having a general public's recognition for idols because okay. i think before we go in that real quick, yeah. though, I just I want to dive back really quickly because there's something sure. you said that I want to comment on sure. about you saying that if you thought if anybody could do it, God seven could. Um, of course, half of that is your stand bias speaking, but also you have a really good point. And the reason why, like I, one of the biggest reasons why I agree, do agree with that, it's kind of ties into the next topic, um, is because God seven doesn't really have to worry about the problem of enlistment. They're like. There, there's only three Korean members, three, yeah, yes. three Korean members, and the rest of them don't have to enlist. And because of that, they can be more active throughout the time, you know, even when the other three members, you know, do enlist and they can enlist at staggered times. It's not like they're, I mean, they're similar in age, but you know, I, I don't know. I do think that they have an advantage on other third gen groups. There's no other third gen boy group besides NCT, and a lot of people don't really lump them in with like got seven bts exo but there's no other big thursday boy, boy group that i can think of that maybe 17 maybe but yeah in terms of like they can just completely avoid the problem of enlistment and still be successful because got seven's most popular members are the non-korean members on top yeah. of that so absolutely absolutely and then like also sort of tying into like the next topic about having an international fan base because they make so much money on touring there. I read somewhere, I don't know if this is true, but I did read somewhere that they were the top touring group for JYPE. And if touring is where you make your money, then that's going to be a huge issue for JYPE, you know? So I do think that there's an impetus on, but I also actually read somewhere that the got seven um, license, like for the name, is actually still active until 2024 through GYPE as well. So I don't know if that means if they don't decide. Sorry, go ahead. Right. Yeah. No, I was gonna say I do. I don't know how that would affect it. But also, JB is 27, 28. He's gonna have to enlist just now, and then. Right, but that's not a huge loss to them. No, no, like... it's not. It's not. But what I mean is, like, people 
so people love got seven as a group and then people have like stand you know yeah, different they members individually, mm-hmm. right so I do think that with got seven there's sort of like an imbalance obviously because there are some really popular individual members and then there's like the group itself that people love so I, I don't know like I don't know if, how many fans they would lose if there was a license issue or like, you know, as I said, JB goes to the army and things like that. So maybe that's also going to influence whether or not they resign. I do though believe, and I mean, I'm only been a God seven fan for a very short period of time, but I actually do believe that the guys themselves will try to keep the God seven name alive in some mm-hmm. capacity. And so I do think on top of that, it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to the group brand to keep it going if you're going to want to, you know, do individual work, you know, whether that's acting, whether that's a slow solo rap career, like with Jackson and team Wang and all that stuff. Uh, But I do think that there has to be a love and dedication to the name. And I don't see that a lot in K-pop. I mean, we talk a lot about like familial bonds and, you know, friendships and love and things like that with these groups, but Push come to shove, most people are going to want to go with what they feel is going to be best for them over what's best for the group. And I haven't actually seen any groups with, um, I guess, leadership or just like that type of bond where they're going to they're they're willing to do the work to keep the brand alive in some way, shape or form. And I'm saying I'm not talking about like, you know, selfies on Instagram like SNSD does. I mean, when's the last time they had uh, a comeback with all eight members you know it's been a while i i, I definitely <laughs> yeah. see where you're coming. i don't think they're honestly i think that they're more dedicated to individual work and what they're doing a soloist than what they are doing in the group i, I mean seven or snsd SNSD. Well, I don't think, say, uh... Yeah, yeah. No, no. I don't think that's a problem for God Seven. I actually think that they actually do really like each other, and they really like, like, they love the Gossies and and you know their support, and they're really grateful for it. And I think that they want God Seven to continue forever or as long as they can. I have to say this. I have a lot of comments yeah. about everything you just said that I think would be very much, you know, very well suited for a Minnesota at some point in the future. But just okay. kind of keeping it specifically to GOT7, yeah. I have to say that um, I, I the whole the whole question of like the GOT7 name, the, the whole idea of like the license, right? That's mm-hmm. not a problem. They got money. All of them boys got money. And whatever agencies they sign with, whatever they do, they're going to make some money, right? That, yeah them getting that license is not going to be a problem. I mean, there have been so many artists that I can, I don't, I remember just kind of not really off top. It's really similar what I'm going to say, but I, um, for a very long time, Michael Jackson and his, and after he passed away, his estate owned the Sony ATV catalog, which meant that basically if you wanted to, if you were a part of Sony, your music was distributed under Sony, you were essentially paying him royalties every time to sing your song, right? Artists have done that. Taylor Swift has done that. Um, uh, The Beatles (laughs) did that. They were paying Michael Jackson to sing their music. Um, And, you know, there's so many artists who don't own their masters, who don't own their their music and that don't even own their name. Like, I remember... I, I'm saying I remember like I was alive. I wasn't alive, but uh, the Jacksons, 
the when they left Motown, they couldn't use the Jackson Five. That's why they changed their name to the Jacksons when they ended up signing with CBS after they left Motown. And so that, but that didn't hurt their popularity. I don't. I, that, that I mean, obviously, it helps when <laughs> Michael Jackson is in your group. But the whole point is that I'm trying to make is like this is a similar issue. God seven is not going to have a problem licensing that name if they want to keep it, which I think they should just because what else am I going to call them? Um, and it's just also so much, so in, ingrained in their legacy and tied up with, in their legacy. They're not going to have a problem with that. They're not going to have a problem licensing any of the JYP music that they made. I just, I just think that sometimes artists have a certain vision for their careers and it's not the same thing as what their company uh, is, what the, the executives envision and i think bts is going through that for as an example um but if you listen to their solo work and what they do in their solo music to me that seems to be what they want more so and that as a fan maybe you can speak to that as well um so i don't think they'll have a problem even music wise because the songs that they do want to perform again they'll be able to license them and the songs that and the music that they want to do they've you know, they already have catalogs of music that they've done, you know, solo work that they can still perform. Um, they, I'm sure that they can come together and make music. JB writes music. So, it, you know, I don't think that will be a huge problem. I see this as a really good thing for all of their careers. I just think it was getting to a point where JYP was stifling them. I remember I, I personally, you know, don't wasn't on the, the ground level, here, you know, seeing these things. But I did hear Agassi's complain that like JYP literally was holding them back in their opportunities. And then there's the, the, the whole, you know, school of thought, you know, not my personal thought necessarily. And it's, this is also completely alleged. But there's the school of thought that JYP feels like his male idols are uh, in competition with him. And there, he doesn't want to see them succeed. I don't, I can't speak to that. Maybe somebody here who's a 2 p.m. fan can speak to that. I know Jay Park has spoken on that, and that was a concern. And if that is true, then this is a really good thing for JYP. I mean, sorry, for God 7. But to kind of roll into the next topic and, and sort of keep it all together, um, this idea of, international fan bases being more important to groups than South Korean fan bases or domestic fan bases. I don't know that I agree with that. I think that I agree with that for certain groups in certain eras, but I think that those are mostly outlier groups. And, and, you know, I'm open to changing my mind on this um, because I can think of groups where that is true for, and it is a compelling uh, statement to make. But if I'm thinking of like, the most successful K-pop groups, right? If you take out BTS, literally every other group that you think of, they had a Korean fan base that was strong first. I mean, you guys could tell me if I'm wrong. I am interested to hear what Jane Ash have to say. Because I know this is a kind of I know that I know that we talk about it a lot about international fans being very important to the Korean market. But like outside of certain groups, I how how true would you guys say that is? I think the Korean market is still vital. I mean, I think that. Oh, hold on. <laughs> well, I thought I had something to say about God Seven, but uh, oh, go, oh, ahead. Go, go ahead, Jay. <laughs> go ahead. I'm happy you're here because I know that a lot of JYP males are have thoughts, so I want to know who the thought in God Seven is. So this is great. No, okay, so I want to hear Jay's thoughts first before we talk oh, yeah. about thoughts. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> 
I guess I'm not as hopeful. Like just just from like what I what I've seen in the past, um, I I don't know. I mean, I think that they might have like a comeback or two, but things are going to fizzle out. I mean, part of it is 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 the army. That's a big. I mean, that's I won't say it's like a hurdle, but it's going to change their popularity when they come back. I mean, especially now that K-pop is even more at a hyper space or hyper speed of like the releases. And, you know, even if a group is gone for three months, you know, it's like a year in like K-pop time. And if they already don't have like content available or ready to go while they are in the army, they're going to take a hit. All the groups are. There's lots of groups that at certain points in the past, like they were like the BTS or the EXO of the times, you know, like 2 p.m., 2 a.m. These groups were huge. They were like the top of the top. You don't really see like this like brotherhood more so. It's more so of a not, not really. Exactly. Um, but but they respect each other. And I mean, I will say, again, it's kind of like a scene like 2 p.m. is like uh, Jackson specifically and JB. From what I have seen of like the clips of them, like uh, JYP, the not the GOT7 version, <laughs> but the CEO version. And some of the clips that I've seen him like review JB songs, like it really devastated him. Like that uh, he yes. was really harsh to him. And I mean, and it really yes. affected him. And I mean, I have seen things online of like, oh, JB looks sad. He looks frumpy. I was like, this is, he, he, yeah, he looks really sad or like he's really what, over so it. See, this is what I need to know. What did JYP say to JB? Because people was, I've seen well, people think say of, that. The so, clips are out there, but basically yeah. it was just like, this song's not good enough. You need to do this. You're you're going about the wrong way. You're writing the songs the wrong way. You're focused on this. And you fo- it was like constant criticism. And I mean, mm. songs are hard. Songs are hard to make okay and people can it's not easy and it takes a lot of time you know a three minute song you're like going if you make it from scratch you're doing it like literally you can, yeah you can literally do it by note by note and like you said it takes days and months sometimes you know this one part of the song is really hitting and this other part is whack and you don't know how to yeah. make it not whack it takes a lot of work i mean that's the thing that people in general don't see about music they just see the end result which is the performance they don't see any of the preparation that leads up to it and it wasn't like oh we're gonna do this in a week no sometimes it's like years or 10 years to do like one performance <laughs> like that so that's part of that and i mean jackson has looked to me disengaged from like the whole k-pop thing for a while i don't know i kind of agree with like, that i agree last- with that as well the last three or four comebacks, it's like he just like was like, okay, I'm here. I showed up. Yeah, I'm going back to China. <laughs> but then, well, I will say, I will say like, though, though, Jackson does seem like he is. A, I think I feel like he's actually probably a little bit more not dedicated, but respectful to the brand of GOT7. Mm-hmm. And they like he's grateful about see, it. So, sorry. No, I have to cut you off because I have to say this. I get the vibe that they know where their money comes from. Yes. Got Seven is a money maker. Like, there's a reason why they have one of the highest grossing international tours in the world. Like, out of every artist, you know, they know where their money comes from. And I'm not saying they don't genuinely like each other. That would be dumb for me to say because I do think that they do. I I just have to say though, you know, they do know where their money comes from. 
the whole is stronger than the parts. Exactly. Yeah. And that's Basically. K-pop <laughs> groups, honestly. I can't really think of a single K-pop group. And you know I'm biased, so I'm gonna say shiny. But besides shiny, I can't think of a single part K-pop group where like there's each individual member is can or each individual member has the ability to make something greater than what the group is. Like yeah, no, think I would about, agree think with about that. It, like, like think of the way brown eyed girls, <laughs> brown eyed oh. girls. <laughs> yeah, I would. You know what? Maybe that's that. like that's me, lacking, <laughs> that's me lacking in my K-pop knowledge there. But when I when I say that, I think of like. I think of like NSYNC. I think of Destiny Child. I think of the Jacksons. I think of groups that had one member or a couple members that could easily go out and be just as great as the group. And I yeah. don't think that's true for a lot of K-pop groups. And I think God 7 is in a weird place where it's like, I honestly don't really even know if that could be possible. I think that together they are stronger, stronger Absolutely. personally. I think obviously they, you know, I don't listen. I, I haven't listened to all their solo music. I've listened to got Jack, Jackson's work. Wasn't that impressed. I listened to JB's work and I thought it was decent. I thought it was pretty good. And I thought that he had potential. Um, but I just think that they are definitely a group of people where their appeal to me and from what I see from Agassiz and maybe Nat, you can speak differently to this, but their appeal seems to be their relationships. It's not... Yeah just the music for them or majority the music even um or even other product that they put out because we know that jackson now is an instagram comedian and clearly that ain't it right I think <laughs> it's the, but, yeah. but, that, but to me like they're hitting different markets so you have genius doing the acting jackson's doing really like a social light um you know bam bam it's you know businessman you know he's the jack of all trades um, Mark is doing Twitch. I know people clown him about that, but there's Twitch has a big audience, right? You know? so, so, they're, Twitch. so they're all they're all hitting different markets and appealing to different people, and so they're like, oh, I like this person, so I'm going to check out the group. And well, also stroke of luck, you know, which comeback they get. <laughs> but, well, also, but they'll they, be like, hmm? I feel like too they also hit different markets in other ways. Obviously, the obvious ways, you know, China, Thailand, well, Southeast Asia in, as a whole seems like Ravi's behind Bam Bam. It, you know, like they hit markets in that way, but also like <laughs> this is gonna sound like the most shallow, like mess up thing I can say as a professional <laughs> person. <laughs> but like looks wise, they all hit yeah, different markets. You're Visual right. Seven. I yes. mean, people, people, I'm, I, okay. I'm, I'm, obviously, I don't want to devolve into just like making this about visuals, but that plays very well. <laughs> <heavily. laughs> I know, I know. But you know, it's 2021, new year, new me. I'm trying to turn it a new leaf. <laughs> it's but, a spade. A spade is a spade. Okay, you know right. what? Half of, these, half of these groups that people only care about is because they look good. Because they, they look wanna, good. They wanna, mm-hmm, and I have to say, that's like, okay. <laughs> that is if, okay. I'm going to keep it real. If God 7 was not visual. <laughs> Seven. If God said, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that, that that plays a lot into it. And people, I think that when they come it's together, true. it's hard to deny that, like, God 7 has this, this, they have charisma out of yeah. the, this world. Like, they are some of the most entertaining people together. 
that I have ever seen. But then when yeah. I see them do individual things, like for example, when I see Jackson do like interviews or like when he's like when he does his Instagram comedy, it is so strange to me. Like it's kind of like uncomfortable and awkward. And not saying that Jackson is making it that way. I just think that like when you get used to seeing him with these other people that he has a really, really good bond with and they're just so funny. It can be kind of strange when he's like serious Jackson. You know what I mean? Or like Bam Bam is never serious. So I can't really say that, but you know, I don't know. It's just something about them as a unit that has a special spark to it that I don't know that they can replicate separately, which is why I think they're going to stay together because they're going to realize that it's a good business decision at the very least. That's why. Yeah, I would agree. I, shoot, I wanted to say something before, but now I can't remember. I did want I know, to. I cut you guys off. I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. I, I honestly like. I hope that they can stay together, and I hope that they are able to make music. But like from, I guess from my perspective as somebody who has stand and you know been fans of people who are, you know not quite disbanded but still in that gray area or people move on to different agencies to different things is that it takes dedication you could love something mm -hmm. with every fiber of your heart but if you're not willing to sacrifice for it and you're not willing to maybe do some things that you don't want to do so much like you know go on weekly idol and play silly games when you're like a rap superstar in in china you know like Right. Or it's when you're like 28 years old, you know, and doing like, you know, like I, I totally get but it. And that's why I like for me, that's why. Sorry, let me, sorry, sorry. let me, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm trying to rant, but I'm going to mute while I rant and then you talk. Okay. Um, I think for me, I personally put all the groups up against Shinwa because I don't think that I've seen any other group do that level of, self self-sacrifice in a lot of ways not every member obviously but the fact that eric being as huge as he was and content at sme and he could have signed that contract like kanto mm -hmm. did with hot he's the only person from hot who's still there remember right he could have yeah. signed that contract and what happened with Dongbang Shingi? dbsk before they okay see okay okay you can't do that okay yeah <laughs> anyways let me, all of us. <laughs> just to get to this point yes um i i measure everybody up to that and because eric you know at that time being as big as he was was like six it's the six of us or it's nothing nothing without six people he used his star power to move them to another agency and then on top of that him and menwu created the shinwa company not just to promote themselves and so they could still do their yearly tours and still drop you know do their regular releases but also to to fight this like i want to say like five to ten year battle legal battle for the actual name shinwa you know like it that's why they we celebrate like the shinwa emancipation day i guess that was the translation of it but that's like an important thing because they fought so long and hard and they were willing to do that, you know, while obviously, you know, taking care of themselves and their families in their solo endeavors. And I don't, I just don't see a lot of groups being able to do that right. or wanting to do that or being, you know, willing to actually exactly. do that. And that's the thing, like Jackson wants to do so much with Team Wang. It's not just about him. Why, like for him, he was doing six months of that and six months of God 7 right? You have artists, you're doing your music, you're, you know, promoting all over the world. 
are you going to be able to maintain yeah. a group? And J Jay mentioned about the fact that you have to you have to be active in K-pop to be relevant. So if Do they, you? yes, I think you, there's a level yes. of activity that you big need to bang, have. Big Bang ain't been active in how no, long? Big Bang is different. Big, no, Big Bang is different. They've always been big different. different. They've always been out there. Group. There are, ooh, yeah. there are so but many also, new goos. Ooh. <laughs> but like even just outside of that, like outside of that too, so many groups are like in that gray area or whatever, and. A lot of what it is, it's not just that people who are in K-pop right now, forget them. It's the new fans who come in for the new groups. And so you'll get people who are like, who are girls' generation? Who, you know, they have active members who are releasing solo music all the time, but they're not keeping the brand name alive as much as they should. So See, people still like, don't know who, who girls' generation I like are. They I look at... Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry. No, no, go. go. I See, when, when you guys were talking about all those things, my brain was thinking about like, my brain kept going back. This something's seriously wrong with me because my brain did keep going back to shiny. But I was thinking about how, you know, there are groups who have had. You know what? Never mind. I I I I uh yield. Concede. No, it's concede. not even I yield. Even I don't like concede. I, I agree. I don't concede. I more so just don't like. I won't say what I was going to say because yeah, I'm no, thinking I, about it. It don't make sense. At the end of the day, as I said, like there's two different things that we're talking about here. We're talking about if they can continue as God seven and um, if they can be successful, you know, if any changes happen, I like those that, are two sort of different things. I think you can the continue continuing thing is a good point though. I think yeah. it's a good point. I think that the problem is that though, you know, we're focusing in really on one member, right? But outside of Jackson and Bam Bam, the rest of the group are primarily focused, seems to me, on the entertainment, like them be, themselves as entertainers, right? So Jackson and Bam Bam are more so businessmen in a sense, whereas the rest of them, I think, are focused on like, whether it's acting, singing, dancing, whatever, it's themselves as entertainers. Yeah, and I would agree. I think that the what they have going on right now with six months on, six months off with Jackson, I think that that could still work. I truly do. Now, are they going to do it? It's to Jay's point, you know. Uh, are they going to do it in terms of I like you like you guys said? It does take a lot of sacrifice, but I think in God Seven's case, that sacrifice is very different. It's not. It, it correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't seem like any one of them is like has this tie to JYP that like they just can't like it's not like JYP was just like treating all like one of them with like extra special love and attention you know what I mean whereas you guys the way I take it is what was happening with at SM was that Eric was the favorite and that wouldn't shock me because SM has a history of having favorites I mean look at NCT you know um but I say that that's kind of funny because I said, look at NCT, even though NCT came after Shimwa. <laughs> okay. Um, so I, I don't think that there's that problem. And then also the, another consideration that I'm looking at is we're talking to just about GOT7 and how this impacts GOT7. And I feel like we haven't really talked about how this impacts JYP or anybody else under JYP. I think that, people also forget a lot that Stray Kids is under JYP. With God 7 going, what does this mean for Stray Kids? 
they're going to get all the focus. I heard that's that they're working thing. a lot. Like I heard they're that they're being the worked focus. through the phone. They are busy. They come. Straight Kids comes back four or five times a year because uh, they're, they're trying to build them up. Exactly. That's what they, they were doing about seven. Yeah, they can't replace. Last, they can't replace them at this time, though. Sorry, Ash. Oh, I feel like they're not going to reach that level, though. Across like, seven? at least as far as having that, like, loyal, like, well, no, they have a loyal fan base, but, yes, like, that crazy. seven kind of had that, like, crossover appeal, I guess yes. you could say. Yes, and I, I just don't see that with them, Stray Kids. I just yeah. don't see that with them. Well, it's like twice in Itzy, right? Like, well, not really, because Etsy's going to be successful because of their their entire concept is made for them to be successful. But in the sense that, like, they have um, like a, a younger sister group, a little sister group, right? I I think that the difference is is like all of these other groups are going to be active in JYP, but then you're going to have like stray kids. That's like I, I really truly feel like it's going to thrust them in a very like uncertain position, like a position that I don't um, really see them coming. I th Honestly, I guess my point is, I think I can see this being a cycle, like a vicious cycle. I think that it happened to God seven. So what they're, what they're going to do now is they're going to go and try to find a new boy group to sign so that then straight kids can take God seven's place just the way, the same way that God seven took two PM's place. You see what I'm saying? I think that that's what's going to happen. I mean, <laughs> that's, how works, that's like, what that's I not just JYPE. That's everywhere in K-pop. See, Whenever... no, the reason why I disagree with that though, yeah. Nat, is because SM is doing it just fine. Now you can argue that now. SM was replacing this, this, and this, but TVXQ is still active. Um, I disagree, um, but but you here's disagree the thing: they're active. No, no, no. Here's the no, thing I, about that: when SME started, they would disband groups right away. So the idea of them having active groups, like you know, in I guess these generational thing, whatever that we're seeing right now. Um, that is just like a policy change, one. And number two, if we look at a lot of the, some of their failures <laughs> and the but, way but that even, But even Broke Boy YG, though. Even Broke Boy YG, Big Bang, um, Icon, Rip, <laughs> and Winner, and Winner are all able to coexist. JYP cannot have more than two boy groups coexist at the same time. Well, I would and say that Big Hit no, is trying yeah. to build a whole company off of Boy <laughs> Big Hit, well, I would that's say all they debut. Big Big Hit is buying people pretty much, and then they're reinvesting, obviously, in TXT and now in Hyphen and I Hyphen or whatever that Japanese group that they're dropping. I don't know, but anyways, about YGE, Big Bang One is an outlier. Number two, I personally believe, and this is just me being a winner fan and also liking Icon that. YG, their focus has always more been so on Icon. Winner just won, won, you know, they won the competition. And two, they, because they won the competition, they were able to debut first. And I think that is really why they were able to close this. But if you were there for the Icon versus Winner Wars, oh, there's a lot of proof. No, let's in the not. Pudding. Oh my gosh. I'm just saying there's a lot of proof in the pudding <laughs> that they were not really allowed to coexist in the same way. Um, mm -hmm. And let's not forget about 21. 
being disbanded. So Blackpink. Let's see, that's, that's YG <laughs> has. Let's see, we're talking about different things, right? YG has the opposite problem of JYP. YG's <laughs> problem is that they don't want two girl groups at the same time, right? Yeah. They need to take each other. I feel like the problem is, is like SM is the only stable company. <laughs> Every day, too, they are adapting too. Lee Suman is so stubborn. He keeps trying to make these NCT EXO um, Super Junior like rotating concepts that don't work for the guys. But, but did you hear they're the, they're they're actually debuting a boy group that is outside of that type of concept because it doesn't work. And uh, I feel like NCT would beg to differ. It, <laughs> NCT's okay. recent success would beg to differ. Ah, uh, you know, I think that they trying to do NCT Africa, girl. <laughs> but they don't have NCT it. works because NCT works because out of all twenty three of them, there's going to be yep. at least one that you relate to that yeah. you like that appeals exactly. to you. Exactly, that's the that's, that's why, that's that why his goal. But exactly. I would argue that would, you could argue that's his goal, or not his, because as we all know, Lee Suman guys is a figurehead. He is not. He sure. doesn't make any decisions. So you're right. You're right. <laughs> now JYP is different because JYP does make decisions at JYP. I would actually argue that NCT, yes, they sell a lot of records, but in terms of them, they're like a five year group. Think about where Super Junior was in five years. Think but about not where really, Shiny though. was but in not. five years. I know, I know it's not really, but I'm just saying, like in terms of debut date, yes, you know they are a five year group. But yeah. I, I look it's at different. it like, I look at it like, look at the other groups and where they were in terms of okay, Korean recognition. I want to talk about outliers. I want to talk about yeah. outliers. But what y'all neglecting to mention is that Super Junior. And EXO were outliers. People failed to mention that Super Junior was an outlier. They were. There's a reason why people, there's a reason why Big Bang and Super Junior is a thing. That Super Junior, as much as we like to clown them, they are extremely successful. They, their fans are really scary. Okay. Oh my God. They're they, terrifying. They are extreme outliers to me. I don't think they don't represent the the common man's group okay they don't represent the the icons and the winners and the uh pentagons and all these groups that are just the common man's groups that are not necessarily new group like not so new group that like nobody you know knows them but also not so popular that they're just made, selling millions of albums super junior is that um you know i, I think that's the problem when we talk about sm is that <laughs> we sm is just has been very lucky and been very successful. Um, also, now that we are talking about SM, I do have to say one of the kind of topics around this is like the groups that are, you know, up for, you know, their contracts are up this year or groups yes. that have debuted in the same year as um, GOT7. Seven, and one of those groups is Red Velvet. Girl, yes. if I'm Red Velvet, I'm milking SM for all they got because they ain't got nothing else but me. If I'm Red Velvet. <laughs> no, like, they don't have Sonya Shide. We already talked about that earlier. They yeah. don't have them. And girl, what are we? The FX well, ultimately is dead and gone. But Espa, girl, what is that? We don't even know. Espa they were the group that had the fastest um, uh, music video that reached 100 million music views. Oh, it, well, yes. Yeah. Uh, with Black Mamba just came out. The news okay, just came okay, out literally I, a couple I, hours I ago. Sing me one line from that chorus, girl. Well, I mean, there's also, I mean, with what Nat said about Espa and 
you know, the listens and everything. There is also the belief that Red Velvet will kind of come under the same fate that happened to FX. Once SM has, you know, Espa starts growing and getting more stable as a group and getting a fan base, you know, Red Velvet will be kind of thrown to the wayside. That's a school of thought that I, I, I can see the history shows that there is precedent for that. But <clears throat> my issue with saying that is that I don't know that F, okay, maybe it's because I wasn't around and I also don't really see the appeal of FX the way people say that there is the appeal. But I do feel like Red Velvet seems to have more street cred. Like when I watch, I just like, for some reason, Red Velvet is in every K-drama. I don't know if you guys notice it, but there's somebody singing their songs, uh, they're e or they're actually in the drama. Like there was this one drama, um, it's a web series actually, and it was called My Neighbor Next Door or something like that, The Boy Next or something like that. And it featured the actor from Parasite, the son from Parasite was in there and it was like a big web series over the summer last year. And like Joy was like a focal point in one of the episodes. And like the main character was a Joy fanboy. And that just goes to show just how deep their claws are in the Korean public. You hear red flavor everywhere. I mean, it is, they are, Red Velvet is huge, okay, in, in the, the Korean public. I just don't, if, I feel like SM can't even do them like that. Even this recent Irene scandal. Do you know how quickly people brushed that under the rug and just didn't care anymore? Because it was Irene? Like, I, I just don't see Red Velvet being in the same position as FX. I never heard anything about, and then also FX had certain types of scandals. I Red Velvet so far has not have a, had a certain type of like a dating scandal. FX had dating scandals. FX had situations and, and also their the way their music was and all, all that, that made them more niche and made it easier for SM to ask them. They were, they were like, people always said they were the girl version of shiny, which I can see that, but like the way I look at it is like Red Velvet, if that's the case, is the girl version of EXO. Like XM can't easily sever that tie. I think I do agree that um, Red Velvet is more popular in domestically than FX was. FX was just really popular. Like not just, hmm, I wouldn't say popular. I would just say that they were more critically acclaimed in terms of like in international, in the international community uh, based because they were more experimental with their sound. And I will say, I will also say that, you know, we we're talking about GOT7 and visuals. And I, I do feel that there were visual issues with FX that Red Velvet doesn't have as much, even with Crystal, obviously in Victoria. And I think all the girls of, of FX are gorgeous, but I mean, people do consider Red Velvet to be a very, very pretty, attractive group. And I think that also helps them, especially with Irene being like the the um, the wall when it comes to brand recognition and things like that. Uh, and also one thing that FX had that Red Velvet doesn't have is that FX has foreign non-Korean members. And I think that Amber and Victoria might have like at the time, especially like maybe not been so popular in Korea. And that would have also like affected them in their longevity and things like that. Whereas even though Wendy is, you know, North, 
I think she she was still born in Korea, but she lived overseas, whatever. Um, she's still like pretty much seen as a Korean person. So they don't have that that same issue. I mean, there's a reason Victoria had to go to back to China to have a career. <laughs> she just would not have that in, in Korea. It just wasn't like available to her, right? So, I mean, I, I totally, I, I think you bring up like a, a lot of really, really good points um, in, in SME, maybe doing it better and keeping the generations going. And I think that's also what benefits things like SM Town, where you do have yes. you, you do have Kangta, you do have, you know, tracks, you have girls generation members I'm and things so like that. You brought that up. Like, I'm so, so glad you brought up I, SM Town. And like, if they did JYP Nation now. Girl, they don't no, have the they, they don't have Wonder Girls. <laughs> they can't do JYP Nation. But even even further than that, like I'm so yeah. happy you brought up SM Town because they did we we were having that conversation earlier about like groups feeling like families or whatever. And it made me think about like, you know, when Big Kid did that concert on New Year's Eve and people were <laughs> Korean netizens were heated that they were charging fifty dollars for it. Um, but they tried to call it like SM, I mean not SM, um like a big hit like family concert or whatever and they bought that family it's not a real family is what people were saying but it makes me it makes you go all the way back to the got seven question of like this idea of these groups being families and these companies sort of being families and how that affects decisions when you are when it gets down to talking about the money and talking about the contracts and talking about how you treat your idols right People always talk about JYP being, and we, we're guilty of this, being like the best CEO because he doesn't openly either date his idols, <laughs> YG, um, or pick favorites so openly. I mean, huh, I guess you could say he does pick favorites, but like, it's not like he singles them out and puts them all together in a group that he calls the Avengers of K-pop. Like, he's not that bold, right? So... I think that these questions, these these conversations are really interesting to have around the time contract season. I guess we should start calling it contract season because you start to wonder like what is really going on at these companies. You know, Got Seven seems when you watch videos when they're in videos with JYP. Oh, it's JYP Hyung is such a good guy and he's done these, this, this thing. But then you go on Twitter when you, the contract time, you know, it's time to do your contracts and Bam Bam is like <laughs> tweeting out emojis where he's just like, whatever. And you're, you know what I mean? Like it, it makes you wonder. And it's an interesting conversation. It makes you wonder what's going on for real and like how this is going to play out for other groups. What kind of precedent does it set for other groups of the future? Because well, also uh, that had, was a question with YG too, right? Like yeah. with the whole thing with um, he sold out Hanbin from Icon. Yeah, yeah. Well, I would like also to add some context to the Got Seven thing. So basically, sure. bunch of members unfollowed basically everybody on IG, and so I think everybody except for maybe Jackson is only following Got Seven. I think Young Jay is also following his dog because his dog has an account, uh, <laughs> and maybe they're following like Got Seven's IG, but. Um, they're definitely not following JYP. And Bam Bam actually deleted photos of yes. him saying good things about JYP and also just photos of JYP. I, I read that Young J also did the same thing. And JYP unfollowed Jin Young, Mark, and Bam Bam. Apparently he never followed JB. So he's only following Yugyum and Young J, I think, now. That's three, four. No, there's one more. Who am I forgetting? Jin Young. 
No, no, he, he unfollowed Janelle. Oh, Jackson, Jackson. Jackson, yes, and he's following Jackson. Jackson's still following him. Uh, but these are things that are happening behind the well, scenes. That's a business decision of, for Jackson. Yeah, right. I know. I know. Um, but that's also sort of context on the situation. I mean, Bam Bam. Okay, first of all, Bam Bam needs to stop. Okay, like why is he re- replying to fans on? Yeah, that. But you know pie? what? That's the kind of thing that I think has been missing in K-pop that is always right. available over here. Like I remember. I don't know. You guys probably don't remember this, but I remember when Zayn left One Direction and he was hanging out with that. Um, that. British producer a lot who was like a rap R&B producer I forgot his I name I and like Zayn was yeah. so shady like Zayn was yeah, super was. shady um and around that whole situation and that's something that is kind of common in the west like people just throwing their managers under the bus throwing their groups under the bus and so to see Bam Bam he didn't really throw him under the bus but like that yeah. that response was super unprecedented and it was funny and it was interesting and it it, it added layers and depth to Bam Bam as a person um, yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like just to touch sort of on Jay, what Jay had said too was that we in the past have praised JYP, you know, because he he comes off as less creepy and maybe less maniacal as than his counterparts. <laughs> but I mean, as, but, when you're going up against Lee Suman, who's a literal cartoon movie villain, like the man wants to bite Interpol. I mean, I mean allegedly. Come on. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then again, JYP is a cult leader, allegedly. Continue, continue. But anyways, yes, I feel though getting into GOT7 has definitely opened my eyes to some things. Because I mean, I thought he was more of a bumbling. So somebody who was so into the music that he just failed at everything else. And I think I used to attribute that to his poor decisions, like, you know, taking the Wonder Girls to America during the height of their career uh, and allowing girls generation to surpass them and eclipse them in so many ways and so i you know just looked at him in that way but i did watch that show that hyena on the keyboard that jay mentioned where jyp literally just stops jb songs like not even 30 seconds in like maybe 10 15 seconds in, it's just like no this is garbage i don't like it you know like i mean obviously not in those words but basically that's what he told the man like and jb would be working on these songs for like forever you know he's pouring his heart into his music and he would literally just like not even make it past 15 seconds just to tell the man everything that's wrong with his music you know and I think too also on that show JB mentioned like we were supposed to do something to support and promote the group and JYP got involved and he made it all about himself so there are reasons there's definitely like an issue like an ego there and an issue with like somebody else's things being better than yours and eclipsing you yeah. um i think that sure. yes yeah oh, oh i mean yeah of course jay park said that and 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 it's obvious too just like when you start to really look at their interactions and that is a dangerous mentality as a ceo i mean i guess yeah. the one thing you can say about young hyunsuk i mean you can't say a lot because he's uh human garbage uh but the one thing you can say is at least from my perspective it doesn't seem like he's ever really involved in the music of his. In fact, it seems like he's involved in more of the criminal activities than the legal <laughs> activities of YG Entertainment. The mob stuff. Well, he, yeah. I mean, he's he has technically not been a CEO, quote unquote, for a while, but he still pretty much runs everything. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, to sound out the GOT7 situation, I think what 
what we have agreed on pretty much in the podcast is that we do want God Seven to continue in whatever capacity. We like them. We like them. I love them, but we like them. And we do want, like, I personally would love to see music, even if it's only once a year. I would love for them to tour because I'd love to see them on in a concert. And I just want to see them do more, like not be stuck for seven months, not doing anything because their company is rejecting acting roles and, and, you know, shitting on their music and stuff like that. You know, like, I just want them to be able to do what they want and also still be got seven, you know, at the end of the day. So I hope, you know, however that can work in whatever capacity, we talked to a lot of groups that have done it in different ways, you know, Hopefully they can take something like that and also use their international fan base to their, you know, benefit. Honestly, and, the, one yeah. of the best things they could do, in my opinion, now this is controversial and you guys are, especially maybe Jay, um, are probably not going to agree with this, but one of the best things they could possibly do. I really would like to see them um, sign to American labels individually um, and come together that way. They still, you know, make music like Korean music, Mandarin, wh- whatever languages they want to do in Asia. But I do want to see them sign to American labels and do that. That sounds crazy because only one of them is American. Hell no. I want to see them do it. <laughs> Hell no. Jay, why are you so against oh, it? I knew you would be. No. I'm trying to no. make money. I'm trying to get on the payroll by helping them make money moves. I mean, yeah, that would be a good idea, but it's a whole different market. Yeah. No, I don't necessarily. But see, that's the thing. I'm not saying that I want them to come over and be like an an English group now. No, I'm saying I want them to sign with American companies and just export. Like it's it sounds crazy, but like. It's it's kind of like how any other American artist just goes and makes music in other, another country. I want to see them. Different. I don't think K-pop I just works don't, like that. I you don't see it. Well, because think though. about it, they'd get more, way more freedom. Way, that think about if they get all that freedom, they can make the music they want to make. And who knows? It could possibly be much better than God Seven's music. Not saying God Seven's music is bad, because I don't think that. But um, I have to. Struggle, but. But if they do that, then they have to appeal to, well, depending on what their goals are, but they have to appeal to the masses. I mean, K-pop is still a niche genre. Why do they have to appeal to the masses? Why can't they just go do K-pop in Korea but be signed to an American label? I mean, they can, but they have to do something in America. Why? And I mean, they, because All they got to do is live here a couple of years out of the month and pay taxes. See, I'm trying to no, live a long time. Y'all, y'all think it's short term. No. Okay. Okay. So perfume. Okay. I don't know if they're assigned to American label or not, but they're, they have been putting in the work coming over here and doing tours. And I mean, they're what like who, who you say perfume and outside of like uh, people who really like Japanese what I'm saying I'm not saying they're gonna come over here and do tours I'm saying it's gonna be a situation kind of how like kind of how you know Nikun or something like Nick well I guess he was never mind I can't use him kind of like <laughs> kind of like lay right lay loans his services to EXO um, 10 minutes at a time and he's he's got his own thing in China, but he goes and does stuff in Korea. It's what I'm like that kind of thing. When was the last time he's been a part of a Korean Korea? comeback? When was Wait, the last does, time he's been? 
Does well, Lady Season create anymore? Are Are you being serious? Are you being funny? I no, I actually no. No, I've only heard of his his Chinese activities. So no. Well, no, no, I'm talking about since. Temp- well, I mean, Temple Exo hasn't had a comeback, so we can't say. Well, yeah, they had obsession. <laughs> okay, first and- of all, who counts that? <laughs> Nobody, because Lay wasn't a part of it. But Nobody. I think I do think. Okay, I honestly I think you have a good plan, but I think they wouldn't be able to sign with an American American company. I think they would have to sign with an American subsidiary located in Korea. I think that they would have the best of both mm. worlds in that they would have freedom. So maybe Sony, maybe Sony Korea. Yeah, something that's outside of the Korean, you know, like because all the companies operate very similarly. So they would need something that would be outside of that. And then oh, on top of like that, Jackie have, Chan's company, right? Like Jackie Chan's company. Yeah. No, they can't. No, no, not to him. He already not has him, a group. Like, they're no, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying, like, that's what the idea that's is. Example. Like, it's it's a non. Korean company, but they're making Korean music, but the company is also based in Korea. Exactly. Because they need, they need, you know what it is? They need, if they're going to be a group and they're going to still go the idol route, they need to promote on music shows. They need to do things that I don't think they're going to be able to do with an American oh, yeah. company. Very, very that's true. Why, that's well, why I don't I know though, because different market. was on Ikigayo, so I don't know. That was a <laughs> one-time thing. <laughs> that was a one-time thing. Janet Jackson was uh, awarded for a lifetime achievements at MAMA. For me, the best thing for what they can do would be Jin Young signs with BH. Okay. Uh, you have Yugyum and maybe GB JB signing with um, AOMG because that will allow um, JB to still do his offshore Def Soul stuff. Because I don't think Jay Park like micromanages his artists, and and I'm it's also sort of like a hip hop ish. Sorry, sorry. No, go ahead, go ahead. I was roasting Jay Park. <laughs> But also it's like a hip hop kind of environment. So I think that's what JB wants as well, too. And honestly, the Just 2 album with him and Yugum was actually really good. So I would love for them to be able to still, if they're under the same umbrella company or whatever, I'd like to see them do more work together. And that would be perfect. And I then think you have Young Jay should go there too then, Young Jay. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, Young Jay has been ignored for a long time. I mean, I... Honestly, I don't know why he's their best singer. So absolutely. But yeah, he should go as well, too. I mean, he might because JYP finally let him do acting this year and he's doing idol radio and stuff like that. He might want to stay with JYP and be like their link to JYP. If they okay. still okay, if they still keep got seven at JYP, that will be their link. Young J still there. Right. And then you have Bam Bam being a CEO, doing whatever he's doing. And then you have Mark, who is Taiwanese. And can sign with T- Team Wang and you know promote himself in China because he has fine meets out there. I mean, he has a lot of he has Mark is actually much more popular than I actually would have expected because he is like so quiet and kind of boring when they're together. But anyways, <laughs> ideally for me, that would be the best sort of future for God Seven. Go back to JYP because you know they have the license, whatever. Do your tours, do your music bank, whatever, and then go your separate ways and do whatever you want. Fair, fair. Okay. Um, no, I I agree. That's like the best way they can split it up as of now. I hope that that they do it that way. Um, and they can do they can come together as God Seven every now and then. And you know, I think that's I think that's a good idea. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I, that's, I think this was a fruitful discussion on God 7 and all of their avenues they can take and kind of talking about what history has shown us and talking about what is going to happen in the future with some other groups. Also, randomly, Mama Moo was, they, they started in 2014. I didn't know that. I didn't realize that. I knew that. I didn't realize it. Honestly, <clears throat> they can disband. Okay, let me not say that because there's probably got uh, Mama Moose stands on our podcast. That they're not going to go anywhere. I don't. Think, I know they are they... way too popular. Like they're yeah. getting like Hwasa is like a wall. Like she really is six. Her two people that I kind of didn't expect is her and Jesse to be as successful as they were last year. But she's like a legit wall. Um, you know what's funny. <laughs> you just mentioned those two and they're very similar types of uh characters but anyway <laughs> <laughs> we all know what you mean sis yeah um, so red velvet mama moo uh winner also debuted that winner year. yeah and who else very wow. good is very good still together hey act dog musician ash's group is there wait I, it was is it Ash, is that a group that you like? Or is, am I thinking of that? Yeah, other she group? likes Ekmu. Yeah, I do. I like them. Okay, so they're... Big Flow. Y'all remember Big Flow? No. No. Laboom and Lo Lovelies. Those are the two groups also that are up. So I would be surprised if Lovelies continued. Uh oh, GD and Taeyong. Speaking of GD, did y'all see that apparently he had posted that uh, Big Bang is five? Apparently, but <laughs> I checked it. And it wasn't there, so there. nobody's okay. somebody yeah, nobody's, nobody's said that hmm. he did it. So I think it's fake. Oh, Hayes debuted in um 2014, and Lee yeah. Michelle. I know who Lee Michelle is. I know that name. Funny. Okay, we should probably wrap it up. But just just to tell you, show like how fans are like so good at manipulating things, especially for like Instagram and and uh, Twitter. So the so JB fans for his birthday, they faked this message from Keanu Reeves because they're both like Yves Saint Laurent um, models and they've met before and blah, blah, blah. So they they like faked this, this Instagram message or was it a tweet? It was one of them saying like, happy birthday to JB, blah, 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 blah. And JB thought it was real. So he put it- Oh, in that's embarrassing. That's always so embarrassing. <laughs> he put out like, thanks like uncle or something like that and then like he realized afterwards it was fake and he and he, he posted like i got fooled but yeah i'm sorry yeah, jimmy you're too right. pretty for that um He's taman so debuted in 2014 taman do us all a favor and just create your own agency and literally sign tomorrow by together so that they can get out of big hits uh nasty claws um Honestly, yeah, I just want all my all of my faves to come together and make their own agency. That will be maybe a hot we'll mess, get, though. Um, well, maybe we'll get a subsidiary company like Suju has because they just manage themselves now, right? This has been a great episode. We talked a lot about GOT7, more than we've talked about them in years, which is strange because I actually really liked GOT7 when I first got into K-pop because uh, they were just so funny. Um, but that was a great talk. Um, all these 2014 people, Red Velvet and Tamin, you guys know what to do. Um, Mama Moo, just, just don't, don't do anything. We on the next episode. We probably have to talk about Kingdom since there's like there's this whole question about who should be on Kingdom next, but. 
Um, yes. They haven't actually done Kingdom. It was just Road to Kingdom. It was like right, a pre right, Exactly, yes. Road to Kingdom, right? So this is what I'm saying. Like they're, They have a conversation who should be on the show. The show show, right? Oh, not, the, not the pre... Not the thing that they... The pre thing, right? I was also confused. I am still confused, to be honest. Because I didn't... I, I remember Queendom didn't have a road to Queendom. It was just Queendom. Yes, but because Queendom was successful, they're like, oh, well, we can do better with the boys. So let's focus completely on them, even though Queendom because was just... They're all going military. Yeah, and then like with boys, there's not a lot of boy groups that are like in the middle. There's they're either really extremely popular or like to the point where they wouldn't do Kingdom, or they're Nugus to the point where it's like nobody would care if they did Kingdom. No offense to the Nugus, <laughs> but you call me for a reason. Okay. Um. With that being said, that is about all we have today, and we are going to wrap it up. This has been so fun. I really enjoyed talking with you guys about this, being able to reunite and learn your relearn your stories, uh, how you got into K-pop. Um, it's just been incredible for us all. I like to personally thank all of my co-podcasters, Ash for tolerating me and Nat again, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Dave for coming through. We love it when you're here. Always such a fun time, such a good time. Um, I like to thank Nat for being patient whenever I am trying to roast her. And I like <laughs> to thank my, myself for being patient whenever Nat is trying to roast me. So, um, yeah, with that being said, this has been such a good episode. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on our social media. You can find us on Twitter at Nyan Edisons. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Not Your Average Netizens. You can also reach out to us via email um, at Not Your Average Netizens at gmail.com. Leave us a comment on whatever platform you listen to us on, be it SoundCloud, uh, Spotify. I don't think you can leave comments on there. Whatever. You just leave it. You can leave a comment <laughs> and we will make sure we'll get back to you. Um, drop us a DM, whatever you'd like. Um, and it, it, you can find our podcast all over the internet. Um, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, literally anywhere you can find your podcast, you can find us. Um, and with that being said, we really appreciate you. Happy New Year. Thank you for re coming back to us again. We You are in for uh, a great ride this year. we got a lot of fun stuff coming up. And we're just excited to get started on that. With that being said, do we have any shout outs? Because I know I do. But do you guys have any shout outs before I do I mine? Do. I, do. Okay. I do. Okay. So shout out to us. First episode back for 2021. And it's going to be a good year. I, I feel oh, like, okay, maybe the world might be inflamed, but I am going to... Inflamed or in flames? Because inflamed is like an ingrown hair. In flames. So, I, I feel like... Inflammation. <laughs> right, inflammation, like... Yeah. when the See, this is good we ain't doctors. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Yeah. I'm ready to pull up the dictionary right now in the thesaurus. But no, oh my I goodness. Sorry if, sorry if it was mumbled. But anyway. <laughs> okay, when I said intro hair, I meant an inflamed intro hair, but then I didn't want to say it after I said it because I was like, that's kind of awkward to say on air. <laughs> but anyways, the world may be in flames, but I do feel in some ways that you can, you do have some control over 
you know, the things that you can do for your life and, you know, with your mindset and positivity. And so I'm going to try to be as positive as possible while also watching, you know, people do some dumb, dumb, racist, annoying, just being bad people, you know. Uh, so I do want to thank my fellow podcasters, uh, Ash and Jimin and Jay. This was fun. I love the conversation, obviously, because <laughs> we really got into it. And I feel like this year we're going to have a lot more really fun um, topics and conversations. I want to shout out to Taman. He sold over 100 million co- albums worldwide. That came, I think that news came out today. Uh, shout out to uh, Blackpink. Did you just say 100 million? I think it's 100 million. Or was it, was it maybe 1 million? <laughs> Girl, Tammy still no 100 million. Do you know that there are like, I don't like, know, there are legends in the music and titans sis that have not sold 100 million i will be girl let me google that because if it is manifesting let her manifest let her manifest (laughs) honestly like with some of these numbers that i see on the digital charts i'm I just throw them out there sometimes. Girl, okay, that's I'm sold in K-pop in like you know the past what? 10 years come you know by. What? It's me positively enforcing that and putting it out into the universe. Because I think that Taman deserves to sell 100 million copies of whatever oh, he's selling. Sure. So there you go. But anyways, shout out to Blackpink for being like one of the only girl groups like in the top 10 for album sales last year. Uh, shout out to GOT7 for being got seven and for making me um making me i made my own choices but also taking some of my money so i am i am actually now and i got say it's it's crazy but anyways (laughs) and shout out to you guys the viewers the listeners we love you we we love that you guys you know give us your time and we love that you um interact with us when you interact with us please interact with us <laughs> uh send us emails dms um you know even if we're wrong about something let us know who who cares at that point you know like we would love to give you more content that you would like so you know we only know that what you want if you tell us so please leave reviews and you know just any sort of considerations that you guys want to leave that'd be great and shout out to to golden child we are awaiting this comeback hopefully it's a good one jay or ash oh wow okay yeah just get me oh sorry i want to go last since you start you okay yeah yeah that's fine (laughs) i'm joking um shout outs to everybody on the pod um 2021 is going to be an awesome year and i'm really excited for what we have in store um shout outs to um hmm, i don't know who else to shout out to oh shout outs to jungkook's uh side shave his shave the sides of his head so he's got so he's got like a shaved part on his head or something like that Anyway, it looks good. Shout outs to America because we're going through it right now. But hopefully we can make it two more weeks and um, not destroy destroy ourselves before then. Great. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any shout outs? 
uh, yeah, shout out to us. I mean, this is our first podcast of the new year. Um, shout out to all the listeners. Uh, you're in for it <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, you'll see that there will be lots of discussions. Um, we have a whole lot to say. <laughs> so, so that'll make it good and interesting and, you know, Hopefully they can uh, continue the conversation um, without any drama out there in the internet as well. Um, yeah, I guess that's all the shout outs that I have. Cool, cool. Okay, so I got I got a, a little bit of a list. It's gonna, I'm going to try to make it as quick as possible. Shout out to Drew Holiday for being a point guy. Shout out to Hajime Isayama for being a master magaka and for creating the single greatest piece of media I've ever consumed. Shout outs to Aaron Yeager for literally existing and being everything that I ever wanted in an anime protagonist, even though he's the only anime protagonist I really even watch. Uh, <laughs> shout outs to, um, what was next? Shout outs to um, Bryn Forbes for being Giannis's little brother. We love to see it. On and off the court, we love to see it. Shout outs to um, I'm gonna shout out to our listeners, of course, all day, every day. We love you guys. Um, now I'm gonna go in a order of age, I guess. Shout outs to Huning Kai for existing. He's a good person, seems like. We love to see it. Shout outs to Tehyan for being unintentionally hilarious at every given moment. Shout outs to Bombu for being adorable. We love to see it. Um, shout outs to Subin for being literally the amalgamation of every emotion that a human being can feel at one time. And shout out to Yanjun for being a leg god. Okay. We love to see it. Legs on legs on legs. That boy is 10% torso, 90% legs. We love to see it. Um that's about it, I think. I think that's all of my shout-outs. I hope that was succinct enough. Shout-outs to Tomorrow By Together as a whole for just having a discography that I literally listened to the entire, every single song that they've ever released and only disliked about three songs. And that's not even dislike. That's not even a hard dislike. That was a soft dislike. So shout-outs to them for just being amazing, captivating, um, and every adjective, every positive adjective you can think of. We love to see it. Shout outs to Armin Arlet. You know why. You know why. Um, and you know what? Anti-shout outs to anybody who's coming from Ar for Armin. Anti-shout outs for anybody who gives spoilers for Attack on Titan. All you margaritas, you know what I'm talking about. You spoiler. Ooh, I don't like you guys. <laughs> shout outs to Baby Yoda. At this point, I'm rambling just because I love all of these things and all of these people and all these characters. <laughs> so I'm going to be done. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, Ash, you want to see us home? <laughs> all right. If that's all that there is, then we will see you all on our next episode. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.